0: To Garbage Hill, one week's first podcast
1: network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Hey, this is Art from Transistor 66. You're listening to Witch Police Radio.
0: I'm your regular host, Sam, and uh, we're doing something a bit different this week. Usually, uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know the regular format is the random theme word, and we talk to bands or other artists um, and ask them to select songs based on the theme. But this week, we're focusing on a label. Um, Probably, if you're a Winnipeg music fan, and I assume you are if you're listening to the show, uh, you're familiar with Transistor 66. Yeah, so we're here to basically talk about the label. So do you want to introduce yourself, and then we can get going from there? Uh,
1: Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm Art McIntyre. I'm um, running Transistor 66 record company. And we started in 2002, and we just uh, released our 100th record.
0: And which what, what was the 100th record? Uh, that
1: was our compilation of the new kids. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's a good, good good way to do number 100. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I was trying to think about how, how I would do this. I mean, you know, the obvious route would be to start at the beginning and get some background on how the label got started. But uh, I think that maybe a, an easy way for me to get into it is sort of thinking about, when the first time I was became aware of the label was. I mean, I you know I've been I played in bands, none of them that went very far. Mm-hmm. But you <laughs> know I've been. Oh
1: come on! Everyone loves Grandpa's Army.
0: Everyone, yeah, people like Grandpa's Army. I guess yeah. maybe <laughs> 20, 15 years ago or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean I've been you know going to a lot of local shows and, and buying albums by local bands for for as long as I can remember. And uh, at some point, a bunch of Transistor Sixty Six releases started appearing in my record collection. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the first time I heard the name was when that. Um, Compilation of Guess Who covers yeah. came out, and how so? How early was that on in in the label's existence?
1: That was in two thousand and five. That was actually our okay. second release. Um, our first release was the Rowdy Men in two thousand and three, uh, and I got the idea with Jason from the Rowdy Men um, to do the Guess Who tribute, and um, we figured we could probably bang it off in about six months. You know, we yeah. had a list of bands we wanted to uh, to contact. Uh, pretty much everyone agreed. Uh, but instead of taking six months, it took over two years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a two-year gap between our first and our second release. Okay, okay,
0: and then obviously you're a lot closer. <laughs> yeah, going then, forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've had years where we've had fourteen releases. Oh wow. Okay. And now there's that we've had four.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So before, I mean, you know, that was your second release, and you had the one before that. How how did how did this get started? I mean, had you done anything any releases with previous labels or previous projects in the past?
1: No, actually. Uh, I got my start um, working with the Rowdy Man, and okay. I grew up in Gimli with Jason, who's okay. the, the guitar player. And we went to a festival at the Forks, probably in 2002, I guess. And uh, I hadn't seen him for years, and we reconnected, uh, started to go see his band, and then um, I was building websites at the time, and they needed one, so I started um, helping him out, uh, doing a little bit more stuff, helping him with some booking and promo. Okay. And then uh, they were in the studio at Bedside, uh, recording Rubberneckin, and uh, I thought, well, what the heck, let's start a record label. Just to put out that release? Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people, you know, they have they have something that they want to put out, mm-hmm. and they'll make up a label for the purpose of putting that out, but yeah. not very many of them kind of continue on yeah. after that. So, uh, one thing that, that I find interesting about the label is that I don't think it really has any kind of, well, I might be wrong about this, but... It doesn't seem to have a theme musically. I mean, you have a pretty wide range of artists. I mean, something like the Hot Lab Guys and the Crooked Brothers mm-hmm. are, on the surface, you wouldn't see a connection. But, I yeah. mean, it, so when you when you got started kind of further from that first release, how did you decide which local bands you wanted to work with?
1: In the beginning, we actually did plan on basically putting together a rockabilly label. Okay. Because we, uh, we thought we'd um, sign the Rowdy Men. We thought we'd talk to the Farrell Brothers yeah. and Bloodshot Bill uh who we'd uh known for a bit uh but both those bands took us another 10 years pretty much to sign yeah yeah so the rockabilly thing kind of went uh sideways um through the guess who tribute album i met um the fabulous kildonans okay and i was at a shed party with uh at fat johnny's and the hot Lab guys were playing later that uh, evening yeah. so i got to know them so um Within about six months, we brought uh, the Fab K's and the Hot Live Guys on board. Okay. And that okay. was kind of the core of our first kind of uh, volume.
0: Right. And in I guess, volume. I mean, those bands, those two bands have definitely a connection. I mean, they're not, I wouldn't say the same kind of music, but there's mm-hmm. something about them. We've seen them yeah. live, too. Yeah. There's the same kind of energy, right? So
1: Yeah, and then American Flame Up came right. closely after that, and those three played a ton of shows together, yeah, yeah, and they're... Yeah.
0: I'm sure I saw those three at the Albert, like on the same bill a number of times. Like, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so that's uh, that's kind of the the first few. Was the Hot Lab Guys release? Was that one of the early ones as well? Or
1: um, actually, Hot Lab Guys release. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary this year. It was in oh, really? 2006. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's so Robin September. Robin Banks going to be uh, 10 years old this year.
0: Wow. Are you doing anything special for it?
1: Uh, I actually just realized that looking over <laughs> my notes before you yeah. came today. Yeah. So I think we definitely should. You should definitely. That's a great. Because out of our 103 releases, uh, I'd say it's my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's uh, Of yeah. the ones I have of your 103 releases, that's, yeah. that's mine as well. Yeah, And I guess, I mean, like yeah, like I said, the Guess Who thing is the first time I heard of the label. And I was interested in a number of bands on there that were on the comps. So I was like, oh, I'm going to check this out. And that introduced me to a few other ones I hadn't heard as well. But the Hot Live guys, I mean, I... would I'd known Julian anyway since I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. So I'd been to a million Hot Live Guys shows over the years. So the fact that Hot Live Guys were working with the label and putting out an album was, was huge. So that kind of was sort of my further entry into the world of uh, the label, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a classic. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a great album. Yeah. So uh, just just talking about that album actually for a minute, that kind of, I remember at the time that, that the single Robin Bank" kind of got some, some actual airplay on, on the mainstream
1: yeah, we, uh um, which is unexpected, but yeah, there was a power set, power 97 contest at the time and they got on the compilation and I think inward eye and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just, you know, getting big back then and a few other bands. And, um, yeah, like I always said that the hot live guys can hold their own with pretty much anyone on definitely, any stage,
0: definitely, well, especially live. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I guess, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead with the hollow guys thing there, but, like I had mentioned earlier, a lot of people will start a label to put out a release and, and do it in a very DIY kind of way. Uh, and usually it's the band themselves kind of putting, you know, coming up with a name for a label to put put out a, a release. But how do you um, how do you turn it into a thing that actually becomes a thing? <laughs> because, that, I mean, especially having not done it before, I mean, what was the... When you got into it, had you done any kind of planning on, on what was going to happen? Or it was just
1: see what no. happened? Uh, originally, Transistor 66 was supposed to be a local... Um, online music magazine. Okay. That's what I originally registered the name for. And with the Rowdy Minute, it all just kind of fell into place. Okay. And, uh, you know, I uh, I bought a book. It was basically how to, how to run a record label. Okay. And it was based on um, the Sub Pop model written by the people that started Sub Pop. Oh, cool. Okay, And the model's basically modeled after the Motown model. Right, right. You know, get a sound, get a look, you know, get a family. and Yeah.
0: Well, and some people did that really it. well, too. I mean, especially with the look, all the albums, you know, yeah. the same photography at the beginning, Charles Peterson photos all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, the same kind of all the bands were sort of incestuous and stuff, too. So.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so I, you know, for the next bunch of years, you know, just did a lot of reading and researching and yeah. spent a lot of money that we never <laughs> got back. <laughs> yeah, I bet, and, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, that maybe I mean, may is, is kind of a barrier to entry for a lot of people starting labels too, because they're, yeah. they're willing to put a name on something, but not necessarily willing to actually yeah. in, invest in doing it. So yeah. at what point did it become sort of, this is this is an actual label? When when did that sort of click that this is something we can keep doing and, and keep finding more bands?
1: Uh, probably around 2000 and I think it was 2006. Okay. We had our WCMA um, showcase at the Albert. Yeah.
0: I, was probably, I think I was at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the poster's is still just over there. Yeah, 2006, and um, there was uh, the Hot Lab guys, Fab K's, American Flame Whip, Scott Nolan, and Agriculture Club came in from okay. Calgary, and um, there was a fire at the at the Forks. They had a tent set up, and all the big di- all the big uh, uh, people. Um, Label people and uh, industry folks were having dinner at uh, at a Manitoba music event, and the tent caught fire. <laughs> and so they had to rush out of there. And there was a bunch of people like waiting for us like an hour before the show was even supposed to start. Probably okay. two hours before the show was supposed to start. And uh, we, uh, someone told us there was like the guy from South by Southwest, you know, the lady from North by North Northeast, and. Bunch of pretty heavy hitters, yeah. So we had, um, we talked to Wayne from the, the Albert before that, and like we stocked the kitchen full of uh, beer and social food, okay. So we just ushered those people in there, and they ended up staying the whole night
0: just as a place to go because it's a place to it? go. Yeah.
1: And uh, normally they're supposed to go to like you know five or six different venues, yeah, because, right, to hit
0: up all the bands that they're yeah, on the list of whatever, but you know.
1: they yeah. pretty much stayed the whole night. And from that, we got um, showcases at South by Southwest for Hot Lab Guys, American Flame Up, and Scott Nolan. Wow. So um, once we did that, I, you know, I figured, you know, we might be onto something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. That's I mean, those are those are huge. Yeah. Showcases. Yeah.
1: That was like back in two thousand and seven. I think there was only maybe thirty Canadian bands actually at South by Southwest. Wow. So you had a
0: significant percentage. And or?
1: we had, I think, three of three out of five from from Winnipeg.
0: That's that's impressive, actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that was kind of the
0: okay. This is this is this is go time now. Yeah. This is actually going to be a yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, usually on the show we would uh, be selecting songs based on a random word, but we're going to pick songs uh, on this episode just based on releases from the label. Uh, since we were talking about the Hot Live guys uh, a fair bit already, I'm going to just pick something from um, Robin and the Bank. So let's listen to Missing Children. Right on. That was all of guys, and yeah, like like we were saying, that's that's a great release in 10 years, too. It's very cool, yeah. very cool. It's a 10 year anniversary, yeah,
1: it, uh, definitely holds a test of time, yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. And they had they put out a second album on the label as yeah. well, right, right before Ex- they broke
1: up External Culture f- for the Internal Barbarian. I
0: have that on tape, I got picked up the tape at the last show, I think. And yeah. yeah,
1: I have some CDs if you want. Oh, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> still got, still got those hanging around. It's not our only band that had their CD release in their last show at the same time. Oh, really? Time. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did that? Uh, the believable Bargains, just oh, yeah, um, they just did recently, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, okay,
1: yeah. Uh, Hot Blood Bombers, Same thing. a Couple others.
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the thing to do, though. You want to, if you're ending it, you want to get whatever yeah. you have recorded, get it out right. Yeah. Do you have um, a lot of the older releases? Do you still have them, or are they still kind of in print? I guess. Is it...
1: um, the really old ones we do because part of our learning process, we manufactured way too many records. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we still have, you know, our first. Three or four releases where we like, you know, press in the thousands. So there's boxes, the we around. didn't, yeah, yeah, not as many. We're down to one shelf. We used to have four shelves. That's good. So, uh, but now we run a lot leaner. Yeah, pretty much after the CD release and a tour, we're pretty much um, sold out and reprinting.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Is there is there a lot of demand for the older stuff? I mean, just because the label has such a deep catalog, I mean, are people? kind of backtracking through it who would maybe discover one of the newer bands and then finding the older stuff or
1: um the guess who album is usually pretty steady i guess yeah 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 that seems like and it. um american flame whip um because j-rod she's always got something going on right so a lot of people go back to, to check her out her old stuff. old stuff
0: yeah okay uh is there a layer, i mean i guess going go, go, i'm bouncing around here but going back to the beginning what What bands were you into when you started this? I mean, I know you mentioned the Rockabilly stuff. Is that kind of where you were coming from? um, Yeah, I was
1: um, was pretty much listening to um, the Rowdy Men um, when I started working with them, so we... Like, I had been, I was never a huge Rockabilly fan. Yeah. Like, I was always in, like, I saw the Stray Cats in 81 opening okay. for the Stones.
0: So that would have been right at their peak almost, right? So, that yeah, your, that's,
1: yeah. even though they were booed off the stage, <laughs> but that was, like, right at the, uh, right when the Rockabilly resurgence of the 80s started. Right. So, uh, like, I was never a super fan, but I, I was a big enough fan that I knew what Rockabilly was. Right, right. Um. And But then I really got into it when the Rowdy Men... Um, we're playing, and I really dug the Farrell Brothers yeah, the Feral and uh, Bloodshot Bill um, from Montreal. I was a big fan of. And um, like I said earlier, we're, we thought we'd be pretty much a rockabilly label, Yeah, but uh, didn't quite turn out that way.
0: Did you expect it to expand in so many different directions as it has?
1: Uh, no, not really. No, I um, I thought we'd do your basic model where you release three or four records a year. Yeah. You know, release one, work on it for three months. Um, but it's pretty much all over the place all the time.
0: Yeah. So how do you, <laughs> you decide know? then? How I mean, how do you determine which is it bands that you're personally kind of have followed and are interested in? Or how do you decide if someone's, you know, I don't want to say worth putting a record out with, but someone is a, a band you, you, you want to work with? Yeah. So.
1: Um, I'd say 80% of what we release has been, um, has come to us organically. Okay. Like, uh, like J-Rod, for example, American Flame Whip, uh, Angry Dragons, Chicka Boom Boom. Right. It's all connected. And now she's doing some solo stuff. Okay. And, um, uh, uh, like, um, Darwin and, uh, and Matt from the Crooked Brothers came from City, Right,
0: and you put out some City, subs- a couple of them, right? A, uh, we put
1: out their uh, live one and, a live one and um, the noise one. Right, right. Uh, where's the noise in 2009?
0: Right. Well, I guess that's kind of representative of Winnipeg's music scene in general. It's very incestuous. Everyone's yeah. kind of in each other's bands. Yeah. And actually looking at the the catalog of, of your stuff, I mean, there is a lot of that. There's, uh, mm-hmm. I remember at the time when, 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 you know, maybe this is probably late 2000s, I would hear about some new band putting under out. Kids on Fire is a good example. Right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, these guys have all been in, you know, Sub City or, yeah. I mean, Vibrating Beds and all these other bands kind of yeah. mixed together. And it's like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the label would be putting that out. So mm-hmm. I guess there's probably a lot of that.
1: Yeah, because we pretty much anyone that's, that uh, we've worked with, we tell them that, you know, you're, you always got a home here. Right. And for the most part, uh, any new bands started, we've we put out most of them.
0: Is there a decision process on like uh, what you're going to put out, whether it's a, a seven inch or a CD or a, an EP, or is that the band's kind of directing that?
1: Uh, like over the years, we've like we've been all over the place with uh, with manufacturing, and the bottom line is vinyl is cool. Yeah. But it's also expensive. Yeah, it's
0: prohibitively <laughs> expensive for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. like um, a seven inch. By the time you figure in your artwork, recording, mastering, and printing, and shipping, yeah, um, the price you're going to get, like a lot of people don't want to pay more than five bucks for a seven inch. Right. And that's pretty much what it costs to make. So, so you're, not, you're not making money off it. Yet. So it's it's a tough, tough haul.
0: Are there certain bands that... I mean, how do you decide which band's going to put out vinyl? Then is it kind of based on uh, um, how much they're touring, or it's
1: kind of which one's going to pay for it? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so that's
0: a good reason, yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, like now, like as far as vinyl goes, um, we've swung deals where like they'll press the vinyl, we'll handle the covers, okay. and promotion, okay. So it's not quite as big a hit. Yeah, it's you know, it's still you know, you know, in the thousand dollar range, but yeah, yeah it's for not sure. in like yeah. you know. More of a partnership than a okay. full on.
0: How uh, many have you done on vinyl? I know that I mean I a few, but uh, vinyl.
1: That's why I got my note. <laughs> we have twenty three vinyl releases, and that's a mixture of seven, mostly seven inches yeah. and some of the a lot of the twelve inches are also on CD. Right,
0: like the Crooked Brothers Crooked albums. Brothers,
1: or... uh, Thrashers. Yeah. Um. This Hisses, yeah, the second sure. one was on uh, on vinyl. Uh, Scott Nolan, Mon- Montgomery, Al- Alabama, was on vinyl.
0: And a few have been on cassette as well, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Because have... I know
0: I have the Hot Love guys. I have the Crooked Brothers, actually, as well, the latest Crooked Brothers. I yeah, before. we've I think we just have four on cassette. Okay. One of the questions that comes up on this show all the time, and, I mean, you're obviously looking at this from a different perspective, being from a label, but uh, is how, how and why people decide to release things in different formats, especially now, because... Of the way music is where people consume it a lot of people consume it completely digitally without having any physical copies how does that how do you deal with that from a label perspective if you're putting out an album uh what do you do i mean obviously digital is part of it and, and physical releases are clearly part of it but i mean is that do you take that into consideration when you're deciding to release the record uh, or is it there's always going to be a physical format
1: um i think uh, for a while, we actually did a couple st- strictly digital releases, and um, we weren't crazy about not actually having physical products. Yeah. Uh, but we're we'd be down with uh, probably throwing some digital releases out, um, and cassettes. You know, we're thinking about maybe doing some cassettes in the future. Yeah, just because they're so cheap.
0: Yeah, that's yeah yeah. You that's, know, for it's, sure. Because
1: yeah. um, unfortunately, for us, you know the bottom line has to eventually come into play. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Cuz I've been putting out records for 13 years and like you know, we certainly haven't gotten rich from it. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think that. I don't think anyone doing it yeah. independently like this is yeah. getting rich from it. If so. we
1: break even, we celebrate. Yeah. 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 This It's party time, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's. uh I mean all of these things I am assuming you're releasing digital as part of the package, though, right? I mean this yeah. is that the CD or
1: vinyl or everything's on digital. That's released physically yet
0: have you seen a change in the amount of digital content that's consumed since you started the label
1: um yeah it's definitely gone up and recently it's kind of gone down
0: okay like with, so, the, with the
1: kind of return of,
0: of i guess vinyl for the last few years has been cool again um and tapes now are another thing that's kind of seems to be trending
1: that and i think the apple music right i think that's what it is right right the, the streaming yeah yeah so i think a lot of people are Streaming more, okay, and like there's no money in streaming,
0: right? It's like 0.2 cents or something right? like that. Right. Like, yeah,
1: we've had we've heard people even locally in the industry here say how Spotify is going to save the music business. Well, I don't have a fucking clue how that's going to happen, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when Taylor Swift gets paid 1500 bucks for like 20 million yeah. streams,
0: <laughs> I think I read something on CBC the other day about they're talking to some songwriter who had, yeah, a few million and he got five bucks, or something. it was yeah. Like ridiculous, yeah, yeah. So it's good that you still have the physical product. I yeah. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, did you want to pick a song uh, from the catalog?
1: Yeah. Let's um, let's give uh, Bloodshot Bill Shickshack a listen. Cool.
2: Louis, hey, Louis. Oh, do, do, baby, try, try, find, baby. Look at the girls in baby. to the Louis, hey, Louis. Oh, the Coco Get get get
0: bill and um that's i guess one of the maybe not he's one of the few artists who's not local right who's on the label yeah how many right. i mean most of it from what i can tell is, is all winnipeg bands but uh we have
1: quite a f- well not quite a few but we have again i'm gonna refer to my yeah, list yeah, here sure. um, i'm glad you
0: have the notes so, so it's rare to have a guest on the show actually is, you know going back in, well
1: uh, i'm gonna be 52 and my memory is not what it used <laughs> to be uh we actually have quite a few bands um Past and present from Alberta. Okay. Uh, like Crip uh, Fairies, um Eiffel and the Razors, Misha and the Spanks, uh, Agriculture Club. Right. The Culls, the Escorts, uh, the Get Down from Edmonton.
0: What's the connection with Alberta?
1: Um, that's where uh, Agriculture Club came from. Okay. And that was our second band we ever signed. So uh, they
0: just kind of pointed you to, to yeah. some of their...
1: Yeah, uh, so basically Rick is in half those bands and... Uh, Cam is in Cripple Creek Ferries.
0: Okay, okay. So then, it's the same, I guess it's very similar to Winnipeg, where yeah. you kind of expand from there and go out and...
1: Yeah, yeah. and some of them I met through the press. Uh, like, Sebastian uh, Bazzolino was the... Uh, or is the uh, music editor for Beat Root. Okay, and yeah, yeah. And so, um, he's in the Escorts. Okay. And they're on hiatus, like a lot of our bands. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you... Uh, I'll Actually, go go back to that, Beatroot. Beat Root, I mean, obviously... Uh, there's, there's a lot of publications like that in Winnipeg and, well, past and present, I guess. I mm. mean, things like Uptown, Stylist, The and Uniter. And obviously, in most cities uh, across Canada, there's, there's similar publications, uh, often tied into the radio stations and stuff. Is that a big way that you get the, the word out about about your music? Be, because yeah. the genres are kind of not as specific as, you know, a label just doing punk records or something. I mean, I imagine that's a way to... And yeah, the that, Campus Radio, of course, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much Campus and Campus Publications. Yeah. That's... Um, the Odd Release will get some love from CBC. Okay. Like on the Roots side, like the Crooked Brothers and Scott and Nolan. That makes sense, yeah. It's but, a little um, more kind of
0: wider audience that, than, yeah. than maybe Rockabilly or, or Hot Love Guys or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Whether that they should be or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, so is are there... Um, did you feel like the label kind of represents Winnipeg, Winnipeg sound, whatever that might be? Do you think Winnipeg uh, has
1: a sound, I guess? I think we... We have a sound, and um, like they always say that uh, Canada has some of the best bands on the planet, and I think Winnipeg has some of the best bands in Canada. Yeah, and I think we have the best bands in Winnipeg. Right, so you kind of on the... we have the best bands on the planet. Right,
0: right. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the position you want to take. I guess yeah. if you're putting out the music, right? Yeah, yeah. It, well, Winnipeg, uh, kind of. This more relates to the rootsier stuff, but I I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel that people in Winnipeg, when they want to hear anything that's got any elements of, of folk or country or blues or any of those genres, rockabilly would you could fit in there as well. They really like to hear something that's dirty and grimy and kind of not I don't know what the word is, but it's it's the broken almost like mm-hmm. not, not not in a bad way, but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind it's, of tortured, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that Winnipeg, for whatever reason, is has always been very good at at delivering. Tortured <laughs> music. Yeah. And yeah. Does, does that, do you think that applies kind of elsewhere on your releases as well? Is there that kind of dirty winnipeg
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think everything's got uh, a good amount of grit. Yeah. Yeah. It, for sure. Maybe that's
0: probably a better way of putting it than dirt. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, dirt's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you, what do you think that is? Like, why do you think Winnipeg has that? Because it's, it's every, it's not just on on, on the roots stuff. I mean, some of the punk stuff is very gritty and mm. dirty. I mean, uh, even hip-hop from Winnipeg is, you know, which I don't know if you've delved into hip-hop at all with the label, but...
1: No, but I'm definitely open to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That,
0: that stuff, too, it sounds like it's broken and dirty. Yeah. Like, do you have any idea why Winnipeg is that? I
1: guess maybe we're just a tough city. I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've often wondered if it's because we're so isolated that people are kind of stuck in this weird little community that's... Yeah. Always sort of yeah. The same people doing different yeah. things. I don't know.
1: Like the great Randy Backman said, "Portage and Main, 50 below, stay inside and rock and roll." Yeah, 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 and that's what you hear
0: often people saying too. Like, well, you know, why does yeah. Winnipeg have so many amazing bands? It's because there's nothing to do six months of yeah. the year and yeah. then stay inside and play music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, back to the hip hop thing, though. I mean, are there? Uh, is there? Is it pretty much completely open as far as genre? If I mean, if there's someone who is interesting. Who yeah, no, really we'd doesn't. totally
1: be uh, down with. The, it would probably have to be more in the. Kind of the gangster type, yeah. Type uh, stuff, but uh, yeah, like I, uh, like you, like before I started the label, I, I listened to you know to N.W.A. and yeah, yeah. Ice T and stuff like that. So that's the kind of. Uh, so yeah. that's something you know, definitely. Uh, that would come with a language warning. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you don't have to put a... Do you have to put a language warning on a... I don't think you have to put it on an independent release, do you?
1: No, but on iTunes you have to. Okay, okay. Yeah, you have definitely have to, or they can... Uh, they
0: can cut you
1: off, right? Cut you off and fine you.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thankfully, the show is not cr- properly on iTunes. You can get it through iTunes, but it's not actually technically on iTunes, so... Yeah.
1: So I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Covers less far this. Yeah, like recently, the Zorgs, um, we just had their setup on iTunes. Okay. And they have that one song, How Many Fucks. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wasn't that a single? Or?
1: Uh, that was their... And it's also on the album. Okay, okay. And um, so I contacted them and uh, asked them if there's any other bad words on there. And they said, no, that's it. So, so you
0: don't have to do like a censored version. You just, no, have to we just we tag just have it as... No, to yeah. give them the heads up. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So that, that was fairly recent though, right? That's uh,
1: Yeah, that was um,
0: uh, about
1: a month and a half ago. Okay. Currently number 17 on the... Uh, Campus Top Fifty. Cool,
0: cool. It's a great band too. We had them on the yeah. show
1: a couple of years ago when they were still the Zags.
0: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, really cool. No, they're awesome. That seems like a band that would fit with. I mean, again, I know we just mentioned that you don't have a style for the label, but something about them seems like a good fit. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but.
1: Uh, well, yeah. we feel like it's a pretty garagey type for yeah. the most part. Yeah. yeah. And then we have our handful of roots bands. Yeah. That have. And you know, a lot of grit. Definitely. Definitely. But, yeah. Um, like every pretty much every band currently, um, you can find a previous band that kind of brought us to them. Okay. Like Dave wasn't in any bands, but I got to meet him through all the Hotline Guy shows. Yeah. Because he was at all all, all of
0: them. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And there's a I can see the connection with those two bands too. Like mm. Definitely sounds the same. Yeah. Well, not the same, but there's some element of it has the yeah. same kind of energy or attitude or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Are there um, any bands that locally that you've Kind of on a, on a wish list that you, that you would like to work with that you haven't necessarily. No. No, oh, you got them all? Yep. it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's not, that's how you want to be, right? I guess, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, well, I'm going to pick another song uh, from the label. Uh, we we're talking about the root stuff. Uh, the Crooked Brothers are always one of my favorite local bands. Uh, the first band I was ever in was a terrible band in 1995, and Jesse made us for the Crooked Brothers with the bass player. So uh, I've always kind of followed his various projects. Um, And this is the best one. (laughs) He's much better (laughs) than what we were doing back then. So I'm going to play a song uh, by the Crooker Brothers. And it's not one of Jesse's songs, but um, I I really like it. It's called uh, Working for the Government.
1: Awesome.
3: I spent Sometimes I think that I was wrong. I spent on working for the government Making just enough to pay the rent At least it's got good benefits But the job, man, it's the shit And how I wish that I could quit But you know i got a To so I'm just waiting on retirement. All oh, the plans that we made, all oh, the travel, the world, they kinda got delayed after a boy and a girl. So day by day, the third office down the hall, I'm just plugging in the same
0: Right, that was the Crooked Brothers, and uh, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites on that record. I really like one of the things I like about them is that, despite having you know they they have they have a sound as the group, but there's three very distinct songwriters, mm-hmm. and you can almost tell. I feel anyway, as having having heard them a lot, like when the song starts before the vocals even come in, it's like oh that's a Jesse song or that's a Matt song, yeah, or that's a Darwin song. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I one of my favorite things about them is that it's very very distinct.
1: And they're definitely our hardest working band.
0: Oh yeah, the two are constantly right. Like, yeah, but, yeah. I, is, uh, is just, sorry,
1: go ahead. sorry yeah touring but you know just their organizational skills are yeah are awesome well i
0: guess they have a lot of experience between them yeah too i mean i mean those two other two guys in subsidy and jesse's been around in a lot of bands yeah. too so exactly that makes sense uh do you have a favorite band on the label
1: uh i would say hot Lab guys um was like my favorite band current bands it's kind of hard to pick one yeah Know, especially if they're going to be listening, right? You don't
0: want <laughs> <you> to <don't laughs> put one above the other, totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are there a, are there a top three right now that like you, you know if you were about to put uh, on some music right now from your local uh, from your collection? Is there?
1: Uh, I probably put on Eminem meets okay, uh, the Zorgs, and uh, Noble Savages. Okay, from Hamilton. Cool, cool. It's one of our newest bands. I don't think
0: I've heard them actually.
1: Yeah, that's that seven inch. Um,
0: what uh, uh, what kind uh, of stuff are they?
1: Uh, pretty much straight up punk rock. Okay yeah Stacy used to be in a band uh, called the Tijuana Bibles out of okay. Toronto years ago
0: and is that how you, you, you know, that's it? how
1: I got to know him okay okay yeah. cool. or know that band do you have a lot of people
0: contacting you with their music or is it mostly um, just
1: from the community that you're already every week we we usually get an email okay. or a Facebook message from someone looking to yeah do something
0: have you found any any artists from that or
1: yeah uh, a couple, but not many. Like, we pretty much know uh, who we want to work with. And
0: okay.
1: Like, just um, a couple weeks ago, Fat Johnny from the Fabulous Kill called me up in his new band, Sawchuck.
0: Okay. Oh, if I've heard of them, I didn't know who that was. Okay, that's yeah, cool. It's a great name for um, Winnipeg, too. Yeah. yeah
1: that's perfect. Um, yeah, but they got a new EP coming out. So, yeah, we told them definitely we'd love to put it out. Cool, so.
0: Cool. And I guess that's how a lot of these have happened, right? It's just, you yeah. hear someone's in another band. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a, I know you said the Hot Live Guys uh, as a favorite, but uh, of the of the defunct bands, are there any other ones? I mean, I don't think the Hot Live Guys are coming back. I would love to see it, but it doesn't yeah. seem likely. Um, are there Are there any uh, past bands that you kind of would hope to see making a return?
1: Um, American Flame Up, they've actually done a, um, a recent show within the last year. Um but anything j-rod does i'd like right. to see the angry dragons yeah that'd be cool again yeah, yeah. again
0: i think i only saw them twice but they are a the good, good band mm-hmm. for sure a lot of um maybe maybe it's just my own personal interest doing witch police and things like that but i feel like a lot of people in winnipeg are kind of looking back nostalgically now i mean there's that book that sheldon bernie put out recently yeah about awesome the, the, book. The fantastic book yeah yeah i had him on here talking about it as well mm-hmm. it's really really cool um great guy research yeah, great guy definitely um and I've seen a lot of other people kind of, uh, you know, setting up websites and everything to kind of track older Winnipeg music. Do you have any interest in re releasing past bands that maybe didn't get wide release or anything like
1: that? Like we, t- like we started talking with the stretch marks. Oh, cool. Um, several years ago. And then for various reasons, like, um, it's the kind of thing we want to do it right. So, yeah. you know, we'd love to fly everyone in, you know, do a maybe big show get them to, everything. um, do a reunion and uh, do colored vinyl. Cool. cool. Like um, the original, very limited edition was. Um, but it pretty much comes down to a matter of money. Yeah. So we need, like, um, whenever we have some money, you know, we usually, you know, put out a bunch of records.
0: Yeah, right. Because this was, this was for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, but we will get that done, like, hopefully within the year. Cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, that seems like, uh, I mean, especially, you know, with the internet now, there's so much stuff that's just kind mm-hmm. of floating around out there that maybe people who are, you know, too, would have been too young to see it in the first place or, yeah. or missed it at the time, and now it's kind of just yeah. well, it's there. It's Everything's, like, a, available. Yeah. Which is very cool.
1: Like, a lot of the young punks now, like, you know, they weren't born when yeah. uh, the stretch marks are around. But they know so, the name, right? It's, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, whether it's from, you know, something like Sheldon's book or, or somewhere their else. Or parents. Their, their parents' record <laughs> collection. Yeah, totally, yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, you know, I'm... Uh, I started going to shows around 95 mm. and uh, that was all ages shows because I, I was still a so t- kid but um, I was interviewing a band a few weeks ago and one of the guys was talking about his mom being born in the 70s and that was just, you know <laughs> 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 it's not too much older than me and it's like yeah. this guy's mom and I'm interviewing him about his band so yeah. yeah, a lot of these people haven't, they just accident of birth timing, they just mm-hmm. have no idea what a lot of this stuff is so yeah, it's, I, I kind of like seeing stuff like that so uh, mm. I mean I know you're not a reissue label but it's I don't know I so song I always wonder uh, about who's going to yeah. be kind of helping to r- bring back some of this this old mm. stuff. But
1: yeah, no, we definitely uh, have given it a lot of thought. But like I said, it's uh, the money has to be uh, yeah, of
0: course, yeah, has to be right. <laughs> How much does uh, does touring play into um, what releases you're doing? Because I imagine I mean a band like the Crooked Brothers who are constantly touring, I, I'm sure they probably sell a lot more records than a band that maybe plays a few local shows. Mm-hmm. Is that something that comes into consideration when you're thinking about putting whether you put a say vinyl or uh I'm assuming how many records you're gonna press, that probably affects it as well or
1: Um The Crooked Brothers are very self sufficient. They actually do a lot of their own manufacturing. Okay, okay. So they're maybe
0: not the best example then or
1: um That's a good example for them because it because they um press vinyl, they tour enough yeah to sell it like they've sold out of all their uh vinyl releases oh, wow. at least once i think uh, they might just have through few...
0: touring only like yeah oh, wow that's... yeah
1: so um but if you're gonna put out vinyl and only want to maybe two or two weeks a year yeah which a lot of bands that's pretty much all they can do because a lot of bands have jobs
0: yeah they got their families or their yeah. real life in the way or whatever right? so...
1: for everyone to coordinate their two weeks holiday at the same time yeah be away from their family you know it's not
0: yeah it's tricky just to, yeah. even to set up right yeah, yeah. so is that so, i mean um, is that something you ask when you're when you're starting to work with a band or um, you're just going to do it because the music's good
1: that's pretty much it yeah i just put it out because because i like it Which that's, that's, um, that's a good, a good attitude because
0: <laughs> yeah. i have heard definitely of, of other people uh, trying to get you know their music put out by labels and these are bands that were excellent but they couldn't for the exact reasons you just mentioned mm-hmm. that it was like now we're gonna pass because you can't be touring, you know, yeah. 24/7, 365 sort of thing. So Yeah, like
1: we've always said we put it put it out for the songs. Okay. Uh, and what we're like we've been planning on this for a while. We've we were in it, then we we're kind of out of it, but we're trying to get more into licensing. Okay. So how does that
0: how do you get into that?
1: Um over the years we've got to know a lot of uh music supervisors. Okay um the showcase we had at the albert there was a couple there that we've kept in contact with well, the one over way the back years. that you mentioned with the thing, yeah okay yeah and um we kept in contact with about a dozen of them and just kind of letting them know and we've placed you know a fair bit of song we've placed hot life guys uh fab k's um uh, scott nolan tune he's he's in in a few different movies cool. mostly canadian stuff yeah and uh, some online commercials. Cool. Uh, so basically, when we manufacture some records from a, a band, we'll consider that as a as an advance. Okay. And then we'll try and get their songs in commercials or movies to kind of yeah. get our money back. Okay. So that's where we're getting our money back, not necessarily just from records through uh, sales.
0: Yeah. I know it already, it never even occurred to me that that's the thing to do, but yeah. it, obviously it is, right? I mean, there's so many yeah. so many things going out there because we
1: have. Almost twelve hundred songs now. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty cool. What what were the hot live guys in? It sounds. true. I think um, I remember hearing something about it. Was them.
1: a um, Cadillac commercial.
0: That's bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's a bizarre combination. Yeah, it, was, yeah.
1: it was an online, it was an online commercial, and it was a Cadillac commercial for, and there was a professional uh, female professional volleyball player. Okay. <laughs> in it for her Escalade.
0: Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is that still floating around online somewhere? You or? could probably find it. you yeah. could Put in. Um, Punch-In Hot Life Guy's Cadillac Escalade commercial. Okay. Well, we I'm going to try sure that when I get home. <laughs> and yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we actually placed from that, it was pretty much as a direct result of that uh, showcase at the Albert. I think we placed four songs. Wow. In that Cadillac series. There's a series, like Joan Jett was in it. Okay. A bunch of folks.
0: Huh. And these bands from Winnipeg that yes. maybe people otherwise wouldn't Fab have heard. Fab K's
1: and... Um, hot live guys that's really cool yeah
0: huh awesome do you want to pick another song
1: uh yeah how about we pick uh black cat by american flame whip cool
0: that was black cat by american flame whip and did they have just the one record or were there
1: uh they had two their second uh, one was activate okay okay um, i know i've heard the
0: first one but I don't, I don't know if i've heard the second
1: one yeah um damon the guitar player um around just after uh flame whip put the first record out joined nathan okay as their touring drummer okay and they were quite busy so um a lot of flame up for the second uh album was a two-piece okay okay so most just mama and just drums and guitar
0: out. vocals or yep. yeah cool cool and they're they're that's that's long over right like they're or are they still um, sing?
1: they did a a reunion show with damon at uh at the cavern about a year ago okay, okay. six months to a year ago
0: well i guess that's a potential with anybody right they could if yeah. they can get it together it's, a, it's a, yeah it's that's a,
1: why yeah. i always say they're on hiatus because right. there's always a chance right <laughs> That's cool, yeah. I hope,
0: I hope. Yeah, of course, yeah. Especially if these are bands that you like, that you're putting yeah. the music because you like them, right? You obviously want to... Yeah. Yeah. So like just, I
1: told Hot Live Guys, you know, like yeah. I guarantee him a thousand bucks. Anytime you want to put a show together, Yeah. I got a thousand bucks I think it,
0: they'd yeah. probably sell it out if it happened. Oh, for like, sure. Just because they, they got... I mean, it's been a while, but yeah. they still have pretty fun memories, I think, yeah. of them. do you When you see, uh, you know, whether it's Hot Live Guys getting on a, a commercial or, or some of these records uh, you know, doing fairly well or getting recognition otherwise... Uh, I mean do you feel like that's you've accomplished what you're set out to do? I mean is there is there kind of a goal with each each album you release or is it just to get it heard?
1: Uh yeah, it's pretty much to get it heard. Just goodbye as many to it. people as possible. Yeah. So and, uh, just to get it out there so like it's there's a copy of it like you know for the right. future generation. Someone will someone <laughs> will hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a goal overall for the label? I mean at this point with all these releases it's uh it's obviously more than just what it started out as. It's just kind of a project to, mm-hmm. to put out an album.
1: Uh, pretty much break even. Yeah, that's our goal.
0: But it's I mean you you want to keep going with it? You want something? Yeah, you're
1: gonna... yeah. We're um, uh, we're not really slowing down. We have we have a good core of bands now.
0: Well, you have the whole new the whole kind of but, new yeah, lineup. Yeah, pretty right? much all
1: on the new kids. That's that's our new probably volume five. Okay, of, of what we have. Just like different and phases, I guess. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How
0: do you and, stay? Involved in, in in what's going on. I mean, like I I personally find a hard, have a hard time kind of keeping up. I, I do this every week. I'm talking to talking to people about Winnipeg mm. music, and I still I mean the amount of bands coming out at all times is kind of, it's 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 hard to even get a grasp on it. And
1: when I first started, I was really active in like uh, every band's kind of goings on. Yeah. Like everything from the artwork to uh, liner notes um, touring promotion. Yeah. And over the years I've scaled right back and now I'm, I wait pretty much for them to come to me. Okay. Okay. And like anytime, you know, they want to sit down and, um, go over stuff. Like I'm always there. Okay. But I'm not, you know, getting into each and every band's business pretty much. Not going to every show or, um, or are you still doing that? I don't go to hardly, uh, any shows anymore to be honest. Yeah. Maybe six or seven a year.
0: That's about the same with me actually, but so right. I, can, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and they're pretty much strictly CD releases. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I used to go out almost every weekend and yeah. like with uh, the Hot Live guys, like yeah, my my body just couldn't take that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well it's dangerous. It's a dangerous show. Yeah. To be at. You don't know what's gonna yeah. what's gonna happen, yeah.
1: Yeah. But that was some of my uh favorite times with the label though. yeah yeah with, with hot life guys
0: <laughs> well i feel like there was always a show at the albert almost every seemingly every few weeks where yeah. there was a bunch of bands from your label just kind yeah. of all well, the hot life guys were at the albert constantly mm-hmm. or it seemed that way anyway i don't know if yeah
1: no we uh we miss it a lot
0: is there i mean is there a venue that kind of is suited to the bands
1: that maybe on, the, on your new kids lineup there um, the windsor would probably be a uh, I guess that's closest. sort of the new Albert, right? In, yeah. in the sense of the similar people yeah. involved and uh, the Goodwill is a really nice room too. We've yeah. had a few CD releases there. Uh, good, nice room, good sounding room. Uh, Jay Rods the bartender there, so that helps, right? You got the yeah. connection there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and times change for the roots bands. Is always always an awesome spot.
0: Have you noticed um, kind of changes in your audience over the years? Because thirteen years is a while, and people. Like the bands, people are going to be, you know, jobs getting in the way, families getting in the way, whatever. Yeah. Is it, I mean, do you still have a lot of the same people who were there at the beginning who are, whether they're at shows or, or kind of contacting you about the new releases and things? Or yeah. Or mostly younger or newer?
1: Probably a handful, but mostly younger kids. Yeah. yeah, definitely younger.
0: Is it good or bad?
1: I mean, I guess it's... I think it's good because, you know, it's um, shows that you're putting out something that the new generation is right. interested in
0: right you still you still with it is well i mean yeah like this this new kids uh compilation you have here so i'm just reaching over and grabbing it i mean a lot of these bands um like jd and the sunshine band i mean mm-hmm. you did an alter mega album too right is that yeah. yeah so i mean i guess it's the same thing right a lot of these exactly kind yeah. Of, yeah
1: i told jd like he's one of the ones where you know anything you want to do? Yeah, yeah. You know we'll do. And like when Marshall told me that the the bargains were, we calling it quits. I says, well, anything you got new? You know, like yeah. you got a home for it.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. And do you? Uh, I mean, I assume the bands appreciate that too. You probably get decent, uh, good relationships with them because of that, right? Yeah, like that,
1: yeah. I would, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so
0: I'm just looking at looking at the list here. And yeah, there's t- I mean, this the, the Ultramag is actually on here. Um, the Zorgs that like we just mentioned the Thrashers and they're yeah it's yeah it 's cool there's a lot of, I mean a lot of these bands are i don 't know how to word it exactly, but I mean they're bands like the Thrashers we ha- I had them on the show mm-hmm. as well, and they were super cool and they yeah, they're awesome. They're doing kind of a, a unique thing as well with the sort of surf influences and everything like that and the sci-fi stuff that's going on with the yeah. last album. But there's something about them that I can see a connection, a direct line from Hot Live Guys to them. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like to, to all, of the, all of the bands on the label. So
1: Yeah, when I first met them, I think uh, at the Death Trap, that venue. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that venue. was yeah, across yeah. from the Albert for a while. And I really dug them and that's what I told them. I said, you guys remind me of the Hot Live Guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and they're, yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Pretty good. I think I might have seen them. I don't know when I saw them. I'm pretty sure whoever I saw them with the first time I saw them was one of your bands as well, yeah. which is kind of kind of how it happens. Who? So how many people are involved in the label? I mean, I know you're kind of the uh, the guy that people associate, you know, but do you have a lot of people behind the scenes? Who, no. Is it just you? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so what, what, what do you have uh, to keep track actually, of? Actually, like,
1: my wife has recently taken on... Uh, some publicity okay Okay. so we've got her tracking radio right okay. now she's the one that's got uh, the zorgs up to number 17 cool and uh she just did some tour publicity for scott and nolan so uh she's we're trying to branch out a new um um part of the label where we can offer publicity to outside bands okay
0: okay so just like kind of you've experienced doing it for this long yeah we'll share that yeah yeah exactly is this uh is it a full-time job at this point or is it still um, um part hobby part career it's, part?
1: It's certainly not paying the bills. Right right. right. <laughs> but it's probably like a 25-30 hour a week.
0: Okay. And as as a, so, a one-person, you know, show, yeah. it, I guess it's a lot of uh mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, you you see, you you know, you you see, uh, especially something put on a vinyl, you assume there's like twenty people involved, and there is, I guess, on the music end, right, on the production and the the players and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Did you expect that that you would be doing it for this long?
1: No. (laughs) When I started it, we um, we lived in another house. We lived in Norwood. Okay. And we just paid off our house, yeah. So we were mortgage free. So I had some, got some kicking around. It's a good time to start a label. Yeah. yeah. Let's start a label. And then our daughter was born, Okay. and we lived on Desmere and it was a busier street. So we said, "Oh, we're gonna move." So then we had a mortgage again. Yeah, but I still kept the label. <laughs> so you, you,
0: when do you think it's gonna? Is this kind of perpetual thing you're gonna be doing? Like, do you have any any kind of plans that one day you're gonna retire from it, or is it just sort of?
1: I think if I can get to the stage where we're working mostly with licensing, yeah, yeah, I think it's something that we can continue on for as long as we want.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I think I pick a song, because I think you picked the last one. So I uh, was trying to think, going through my CDs, and uh, looking at all the stuff I had from, from Transistor 66, and uh, The Gorgon was one of the ones that awesome. came up. I um, I used to be in a band called The Mouthboat, and we played a bunch of shows with Julia's various projects, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. And uh, I remember going to the CD release show where they had the big stage set up and everything, yeah. which is, appears on the cover, too. So... Um, I wasn't sure what song I was going to play from it, but uh, they have a song called The Royal Albert, Yeah. so that makes sense. We're talking about the Albert and the old I days know. and everything, so let's listen to The Gorgon. Awesome. so that song was called royal albert and uh yeah the, the royal albert is uh kind of one of those weird things that that people don't know about anymore uh, you talk to people who are yeah. 21 years old or something and they've never they've never been there it's kind that's of it's really too strange. It's strange yeah that's too bad it's weird but yeah that's a great band and i um i, I guess you've probably done a few of her projects right i mean this this is yeah this this is and uh was that the only two because or
1: uh the gorgon um, two records, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And then so. his is two as well. Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: Okay, I've had her on the show as well, and she's pretty awesome. Like all yeah. her projects are really interesting. She just weird. graduated from law school. I know, and... I saw that. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's in Italy right now.
0: I imagine she probably doesn't have as much time to play music as she is. Yeah, no, do probably the whole Law school lawyer thing, but, but yeah, she
1: can certainly um, figure out those contracts. I'm sure. Oh
0: yeah, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. So um, we're gonna pick one more song before we do that. Uh, we like to kind of um, close up the shows by reminding people where they can hear this show and letting them know where they can find more information about what our guests are doing. So um, I guess, first of all, what's the best way for someone... If someone's hearing us and doesn't actually know anything about the label, has never heard of it before and wants to check out more, what's the best thing for them to do?
1: Uh, they can check out Transistor66.com. Okay. Um, you can go there. We have uh, actually a download to the New Kids album. Cool. You can uh, get the whole record for free. Cool. And uh, we have some of our iTunes uh, releases on there. The uh, website's in dire need of a rebuild, so... Um, hopefully by the time you get there, it might be done. But <laughs> probably not. Yeah.
0: And uh, can you buy the actual physical albums from there, or are those mostly just in store kind of deal?
1: Most of them are out of print. Okay. okay. Uh, the best place um, is probably Eatem Up Music.
0: Right. Okay. And that's just by the West End Cultural Center there. Yeah. Okay. Are there? I imagine like the other local stores probably have a few of them. Yeah, too. I think. Um,
1: uh, Into the music and Music Trader also have okay. some copies. Okay.
0: And. Uh, is there anything recent that you want to kind of mention that, that the labels put out that people might be might have not heard yet?
1: Uh the Zorgs just came out, and uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're um, top twenty, um, unbelievable bargains. Their um, EP they put out on their last show, uh, super limited, so uh, chances of finding that are probably fairly slim.
0: Okay. Probably mostly sold at the show, I would yeah. imagine, right? Yeah.
1: But uh, our newest band Sawchuck um, has an EP coming out probably within a couple of months okay um we're just nailing down the details of the venue cool so that's probably our newest okay thing happening right there
0: okay and if people are uh i mean it, if a band hears this and they want to get in touch what's the best way for them to do that if they were interested in um
1: through transistor transistor66.com okay. or find us on facebook okay Send us a message.
0: Cool, cool, okay. Uh, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. click on podcast. This is 180-something, so there's, they're all there for free download and streaming forever, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, you can kind of go through the archives and, and choose what you want. Uh, this show also airs on UMFM. Uh, it's uh, a new date and time, it's Sunday nights at midnight, and those are older episodes that kind of get a second wind. So, I mean, we're recording this one in May. You may not hear it till September or so uh, on the air, but it's, it's kind of a cool way to reintroduce uh, past episodes to people and if you're listening to this on the day it comes out uh, you're maybe less than a week away from our show we're doing at the park theater which is called which police Radio's big mix-up and the premise of that show is where we have about 10 to 15 local artists uh, completely different genres of music everything from you know francophone folk music to metal to hip-hop and they're all getting numbers we're putting the numbers in a hat pulling out a random band out of those people and they're going to be on stage, uh, never played together before, awesome. and they're going to be playing songs based on recommendations from the audience so, you know, two minute huddle, audience yells out a word, they have to come up with something uh, in this weird configuration of oh, super cool, uh, so we're hoping a lot of people come up to that, uh, it's May 30th, Park Theatre and you can find us on all the regular Facebook and, and Twitter and all that stuff, and yeah, hopefully uh, we get to see some people out there Awesome. So let's uh, close out on one more song from
1: the label. Uh, how about m m Meets Runners Love?
0: Cool, and this is a, this is a new band, too, right? So yeah. Uh, one of the, is it one of the new kids? Are they considered? They a, are a new kid. Yeah. Cool. I, I've actually haven't heard this yet, so I'm, I'm excited. Thanks a lot.
1: Right on. Thank you.